Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Clone Wars Rewatch here on Nerd Herder. I am your Herd leader, John Wayne. Howdy, partner. I'm your Herd mom, Megan. Howdy. <laughs> uh, and yeah, welcome to the Clone Wars Rewatch. Each week we sit down and talk about the Clone Wars. Uh, we'll talk about an arc or a few episodes, mostly arcs, because that's most of what makes up the Clone Wars. Um, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for bringing us your ears. And, you know, it's it's only... It's only uh, the least you could do since we've brought all the Star Wars to you. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, delivered straight to your ears some Clone Wars goodness. That's what that's that's saying. Mm, uh, salty. Alrighty then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, if you didn't see on Twitter, this is the beginning of our... It's nothing special. It's just usually... Uh, in the week prior to the episode, we watch the episodes we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, recently, we watched these episodes, and these episodes are really good episodes. The episodes in this arc that we're going to talk about, they're really great, high-quality, political intrigue, lots of Padme, some Ahsoka, great episodes. Um, but following this are a series of arcs that I was very excited to show Megan. And I kind of talked it up, and... We just watched it. <laughs> yeah, she was like, let's do it. And so we watched this arc, and the idea was, okay, we're going to watch the next one. Yeah. We'll watch the, the Night Sisters arc. Yeah, we're just going to watch a couple of episodes. And um, <laughs> the, the Night Sisters one left you kind of like, ooh. But then after yeah. that is the Mortis arc. Here's the thing, guys. Don't tease me with my sweet garbage boy. <laughs> my mall boy. And then say, oh, right. you don't see him until season five. Four. Season Whatever. four. It's yeah, bad that, enough. Yeah, that, that was, that was uh, the thing is after we finished that, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, it, it ends on the cliffhanger of, hey, Maul's still alive. Yeah. And Thanks, guys. So she had the, she was under the impression that if we continue, that's where it's going to go. Yeah. But it, no. if you've seen the show, you know it doesn't happen that way. A so, whole couple years go by. Not a couple years. Several months. Mm-mm. Whatever. These events are happening happening independent of our other heroes' events and all that stuff. So there's there's no identified amount of time that passes by. Um, so anyway, so then the next arc was Mortis, and uh, that one had been talked up not just by me but in general for a while. Yeah. Uh, because there's a few arcs that a few people are waiting for you to get to. Yeah. And that was one of them. And let me say, oh boy. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, we watched those, and that was, uh, emotionally experiencing. Yeah. Uh, and even for me, having seen these ep episodes several times, uh, even I picked up on a couple of new things, um, and that are going to be interesting to discuss when we get there. Then we w just went ahead, oh, you saw Tarkin in yeah. one of the episode promos, so we went ahead and watched The Citadel. Mm -hmm. And after that, we finally exercised some self-control and stopped. Yeah, we were up until 1 a.m. watching the Clone Wars. Yeah. So, uh, that doesn't impact the rewatch. I mean, we're going to still talk about them on schedule. Uh, if anything, it's given you more time to marinate in those. And uh, as far as the Mortis arc, you know, maybe even rewatch those and oh, yeah, really, you know, more get more experience with them. So, 
this is the beginning of uh, us being able to dissect that marathon <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Uh, and so, yeah, that that was uh, a, an itch, interesting uh, interesting part of the journey normally. I mean, because I know you've been frustrated. You want to get through with it, but... Not because I don't want to watch The Clone Wars at Ruig. It's because I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we watch episodes and then stop and analyze and talk about it and then yeah. watch it, you know, the cycle extends the life of the show a lot. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it's taken a lot longer and so you've had to wait a lot more mm-hmm. uh, in in some cases. So, you know, I, I, I understand it kind of just exploding to a point of answers. Um and, you know, part of the beauty that keeps you interested in Clone not you specifically, but us, uh, interested in Star Wars, the Clone Wars in general, is the fact that it'll give you a very big arc, and then pause that for another big arc, and then mm-hmm. pause that for another big arc, and then come back to that other one, but, st- you know, and so it leaves you wanting a lot of the time. Uh, even after the show ends, I mean, it's Star Wars. We're always going to be left wanting. Yeah. Uh, but the Clone Wars really, after the second half of the second season, got really good at saying, "Hey, let's not wrap everything up in these episodes. Let's leave some things undone. Bring some, bring some characters back. Bring things uh, uh, back later. All this other yeah. stuff." So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's just such a great show. And these specifically. You know, we spent some time last week before getting into the episodes talking about the improvements, you know, we're noticing in Season 3 because last week included an episode from Season 1, and so there was a lot of visible difference. Here we have an episode from Season 2. There's not so much to say about comparison this time around. Yeah. But having watched so many episodes with Season 3, I know I appreciated the cinematic quality in in these episodes a lot more. Yeah. You know, um it it really goes beyond feeling like a show. Not not necessarily because it uh, not like in the sense of a it doesn't feel like a kid show, more in the sense like it doesn't feel like it's restrained by being a show. Yeah. You know, visually it feels yeah. like Star Wars. And that's not just like looking like Star Wars or l- having characters that look Star Warsy. I mean, you know, the the feel of the backgrounds, the planets. It it ju- you know, it gives you the same sensations you get from the movies. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. You're look going over the. Yeah, I the zoned sp- out for like two seconds, <laughs> and then came back to Earth. Uh. But anyway, yeah, so, um, the, these episodes are really good. The entirety of the episodes we kind of binged are, um, really high quality. Uh, and, and so it's, it's nice to be reminded of how much they were able to grow throughout the show. And that being said, these three episodes that we're going to go over today, boy, howdy, are they frustrating in a special way that can only be Star Wars. I think, I, I... it was one of those things where it's like, I we I knew you would like these because of Padme and some yeah. Ahsoka. I didn't anticipate it to be, like, so frustrating for you. Yeah. And then, I'm like, okay, well, you know, then this is a really good arc where we get a lot more time with Ventress. I think you're going to like these. And then I didn't expect you to get so frustrated with that one. 
I knew you would get frustrated. <laughs> I knew you'd get frustrated with the Mortis arc, and yeah. I knew that you would be really blown away. Sounds like I mean, it's more of That's a like fantastic. Oh, you know, it it's uh, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, I I was expecting that, um, you know. But from this one and you know, in in the uh, the Night Sisters arc next week, I those were two I wasn't expecting to be so frustrating for you. Yeah. Um, by the way. Follow me on Twitter for more <laughs> weekly breakdowns. Yeah, if you if you guys, um, I mean, we'll occasionally um, share access. Well, I mean, we do share access, but if it comes between the two of us, who's going to post on Nerd Herder? It's usually you. It's usually me. Yeah, um, which is a surprise for some things that are posted. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a lot of times that you'll say something or mention something or comment on something and... You know, a lot of people miss it because, you know, they're following Nerd Herder, not you. Yeah. Uh, so, if you want more of uh, Herd Mom's commentary and and um, and whatnot on Clone Wars or just in general of, of things, she tends to post on Twitter. You can follow her there for that fun. Yeah. Uh, if You know, because, I mean, the big appeal is this is all fresh for you. Yeah. You know, I'm, in, I'm enjoying these things because I know I'm going to enjoy these things. And I think they become more enjoyable with time. Yeah. You, it's all, it's all new. It's fresh, yeah. Other than a few points that you, you knew were going to happen. Yeah. Mostly, you're, you're taking in new information. Yeah. By the way, Twitter handle is Boopenheim Mew. Mm-hmm. B-O-O-P-H-E-I-M. Just go to ours. I've yeah. retweeted her. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, but anyway, so that's, that's kind of the, that's, I guess an intro. Yeah. Is this how intro? I guess so. Is this how one introduces a Star Wars podcast? Um, anyway, so on to the actual uh, actual episodes. Um, so this is the Price of Peace arc. That's not a for sure name. That I've given names to some that didn't have a more legitimate name. And I thought the Price of Peace was a big sum up of this because peace is the main aspect. But yeah. as we're going to talk about, that doesn't exactly work out as easily as it, as you expect it should. Uh, and so I thought that title really worked for this. And it's uh, starting off with Season 3, Episode 10, Heroes on Both Sides. Yeah. Um, so we start off in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, we start off when the Senate begins debating a bill that would eliminate government oversight of the Baking Clan's activities in order to fund the war. Because up to this point, the banking clan had pretty much... It, right. It had been pretty regulated. Right. And, and, the, and, and so that's a big thing, is I think a lot of times po- politics in Star Wars is misunderstood because it's so political babble. Yeah. In this instance, all they say is that they want to deregulate the banks. They don't yeah. really do a good job of explaining to the audience what the implications are or what that means. They just say that all that means is we're going to spend more money and that's not good. Yes. And, you you know, you you get that, but un- understanding the cogs in the machine, I think, tend to help with you not getting so caught up of, but I don't understand why that's bad. Yes. I don't under you know, and I think that that's, you know, from a audience standpoint, that hampers you being able to enjoy an episode. Yeah. Or the movie. In worst case scenario, if that's how you are with actual politics, 
that impedes you from being able to be an active member of, um, you know, political civilization, basically. Yes. It's like, I, you know, they keep saying this and that, and I don't know what that means, so I'm just going to say politic bad. You know, because yeah. that's, I mean, I just get frustrated because that's people's, that's some people's review of The Phantom Menace. It's like, too much politics, I just don't understand it, it's not good. And, and it's like, so, so everything else is just lost on you. Yeah. You, you, the politics were there, and so you instantly shut down. And the prequel trilogy, and also the Clone Wars, would not be what it is without the politics. Right. Let me be clear about that. The Emperor would have never been put into power without politics. Right. Now, the thing is, Star Wars had always been around politics in a more um, referential way, but in the prequels, the Grand Stadium is the political um, atmosphere. Yeah. You know? With Palpatine, and not only with Palpatine, with the Jedi, it all has to come. It all it all intersects with politics, mm -hmm. uh, and what's wrong with the politics, and yep. so. You know, um, understanding what's going on in this episode of, basically just meaning, they're going to unsupervise. Yeah. The banks. And at this point, it's, it's important to know that. Until this point, you know. The banking clan is seemingly under the control of the Republic. They are seemingly a part of the Republic. Right. They're they're a they're a necessary evil, but they're you know because it's a sense yes. of as well as the Trade Federation. Right. They're a provider of your basic necessities. Yes. Whether that be for war or for otherwise, and so in order to get more money, they basically say we're going to deregulate the banks so that it can be a bit more open of a spout. Yeah. You know, we should be able to get more. But it also means we get more at a higher interest now. Yes. And it it, it gives the banks way more power than they should mm -hmm. uh, over the Senate. Yeah. And the real world application of this would be, you know, we're going to raise the people's taxes in order to fund something that you really don't need. Re that makes well, absolutely no sense. Well, and, and, and the ability to do that Yes. comes from the bank themselves. Exactly. So now, so what it is now is the banking clan has to go through approvals through the mm -hmm. Republic in order to get funding for things. Yes. With the banks being able, they, they basically get their own seat on the Senate, they get their own place in the political structure of being able to say, uh, well, this is what it's going to cost you. Mm -hmm. How do you get to decide what that is? Well, I'm not supervised. Exactly. You know, and to be able to say, hey, yeah, that, that shipment stuff that you've got worked out in the contract, we're not doing that contract anymore. We're doing it now at a higher interest rate. Yeah. What gives you that power? You have to go through the Republic to do that. No, I don't. I'm unsupervised. Yep. So basically more money, but more cost. Yes. So it doesn't, at, at the end of the day, it doesn't solve the problem. But an easy solution, because they want more clones is, and they need more money, an easy solution is to say, well, then let's deregulate the banks. Um, and as I said, you know, from all other perspectives, the banking clan is a necessary evil used by the Republic and is regulated, regulated, regulated by the Republic as well as the Trade Federation. But we know better <laughs> as the audience. Yeah, I mean, they're seemingly neutral and even claim to be neutral. And, and all for all intents and purposes, they appear to be. Yeah. You know, they're providing goods to the Republic. They're providing goods to the Trade Federation. They have every right to do that. Um, I've, you know, yep. we know better, though. 
Um, so Padme, in order to fight this bill, tries to uh, get some help from the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ahsoka is very trepidatious about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, in secret, they travel to the capital of the Confederacy of the Independent Systems, the Separatists, just mm-hmm. in case. Yeah. So, yeah, and we get to see new character models, which was really nice. Yeah. Um, we haven't spent some time with some of these characters in a while, and so they return now uh, with new character models. It's been an undisclosed amount of time. We really don't, we can't say, oh, this is a year later or whatever. Yeah, we don't know. Um, but it's a period of time later. Uh, Anakin looks closer to his appearance in um, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Ahsoka has a new outfit and shows some age. She's a little bit taller, her lekus are... Wait, no, that's wrong. Is it lekus? Or is that twilex? I think twilex have the lekus. Her tentacles. Oh my gosh. It's in my brain. I know what they're called. Anyway. Um, pointy things. Her headdress is a little bit more grown out. Yeah. Um, and we also see that she has introduced a second lightsaber into her arsenal. Yeah. Uh, it's a shoto saber. Because it's shoto than the other one. Um, I made that joke. Yeah, you did. Don't steal my jokes. <laughs> um, it's also a bit more of a yellow green than an emerald green, if you pay attention. Yeah. Uh, Padme it's... and Palpatine yeah. also get a new wardrobe, an added wardrobe. So I think in this episode alone, Padme changes her outfit three times. A few times, times. <laughs> yeah. That, that's almost unheard of in Clone Wars. Uh, and then Palpatine yeah. doesn't get his usual more Revenge of the Sith red giant shoulder garb, he gets a much more calm brown and gold uh, wardrobe. Yeah. Um, so, Padme attempts to forge a peace agreement with the Separatists while Ahsoka sees for the first time the people of the Confederacy as they are just people. Uh, we meet uh, Padme's friend Mina Bonteri, and they that's who they went to see. They go to visit Mina and her son, who... <laughs> Sorry. It, it's <laughs> Yeah, you didn't kid. like him from the second he came on screen. I didn't like him flirting with uh, Ahsoka. That's yeah, the only thing. They barely thing. flirted. Yeah. But and she, I mean, she kind of... She, she, she was met, receptive. She, yeah, she met his flirtation. I don't know. So it's not just him. It's like, I'm going to be this way when our kids have like <laughs> romantic interests. What parent isn't? I'm just gonna like no ram no romance them. is good enough. Yeah, watch them from across the room and go ugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Padme visits her friend Mina Bonteri, um, who is a senator for the Separatists. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get a really neat little backstory of Mina and her son. Mm-hmm. Um, when. Ahsoka kind of speaks out of turn and is like, you guys are separatists. You guys, you're bad. Mm-hmm. You're bad, people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mina just basically responds, from your point of view. I mean, that that's a lot of this episode. And, and that's what's so interesting about this episode. But these this arc in general kind of linger on the topic of kind of pulling back the curtain on who is who are the separatists. Yeah. You know, because even from a Star Wars standpoint, you know, from a, a fan's standpoint, we can fall into the category of the Republic are the good guys and the droids are the bad guys. You know, the yeah. the Separatists are the bad guys. And, yeah. I mean, 
if you're explaining this to your kid, that's how you're going to do it. Yeah. You're going to say, you know, you see the white armored guys? Those are the clone troopers. They're good guys. You see the bony droids? Those are the bad guys. Yep. You know, if if you're... But it's also an injustice to say that. Yep. It, you know, and that's what these episodes dissect is... I mean, the... Is this the one? Yeah, this is the one. It, the episode's titled Heroes on Both Sides. And yep. um, Dave Filoni, that, that line actually comes from the opening crawl of episode three, yeah. where it says, you know, war's everywhere, there are heroes on both sides. And the entire plot of this was created from that idea of, what do they mean heroes are on both sides? Yeah. I and, mean... And we get to see it. Yeah. And we get... Um, <clears throat> we find out that Mina's... Uh, husband mm-hmm. uh his what was it what he he was somewhere that was attacked by clone troopers uh it was it was some uh planet starts with an a I, i'm not going to pronounce but it's it was actually first introduced back in i believe knights of the old republic games mm-hmm. um so that was a very yeah. so that i mean technically that makes it a canon planet now yeah. um i i think i, I want to say it was like our Gorios or something. Somebody, 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 like somebody listening to the podcast will let me know that I've horribly butchered it. Yeah, Aurora Borealis uh, was attacked. <laughs> Not quite that fancy. <laughs> by a t- by a battalion of clone troopers and Jedi, and he was killed in the attack. Mm-hmm. And so, Mina has every right to be one of those separatists and be like, "No, Jedi are terrible. Clone troopers are terrible. We should just well, kill them all." And I don't even think she's that star. I mean, I think she's she, not. That's I, the point. I think she's the separatist equivalent to Padme because Pad, yeah. you know, Padme's very clear. Like separatists were once part of the Republic before they had a reason to decide. Exactly. For some, their reason for deciding was profit. We've seen that. For some, it was corruption. We've seen that. For some, it was legitimate concern. Yeah. For some, it was legitimate problems with the Republic. And so here's the thing. What the Separatists and Republic are all fighting about are the same things. The Republic, ask most Republic senators, they're going to say, yeah, there's problems with the Republic, we need to fix it. Ask the Separatists. I mean, they're Separatists. They have problems with, all of them have problems. They're going about them for two different ways. And unfortunately, the Separatists are being led into nothing. I mean, they're being led by the very one corrupting the government. So Exactly. Unfortunately, they have no hope of reaching a a a a good point in believing in the republic again. You know, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Mina, like you said, she's the she's the separatist Padme in a way. Yeah, because she believes there's good in the republic, mm-hmm. but there's enough problems in it. There's enough brokenness in it that she has to pull herself back until the republic's going to get its stuff together. Yeah. You know, and, and Padme advocates constantly, wouldn't it be easier to talk to, you know, talk towards peace than to get more clones and extend the war? Yeah. Mina agrees. Um, because that's the that's the big plot point, is they want to, Padme thinks that more clones is only going to escalate the war. She's right. Yeah. Um, why not talk about it? We actually find out it's illegal. Now, if the chancellor wanted to do it, the chancellor could do it. But for another separate, for a senator from the republic to meet with a senator of the separatist alliance, it's illegal. Yeah, that's why they had to travel there in secret. And you know, in Padme's own words, it's uh, can it can uh, what? It's like 
you know, they don't want to legitimize the separate. They, so by talking to them, they're a real voice. They are a real voice. They have yep. real problems. And so it, it shows the dehumanization of either side. Yeah. Now, we're looking at it mostly from the Republic side because mostly the Republic is good. Mm-hmm. But look at it from the other side. You know, it's the same thing of, no, the Republic's all bad. They don't care about you. They don't care about people. Yeah. They just, I mean, both, uh, it's, it's one of those things, both yeah. sides. Both sides have points. Yeah, and we get a great line from uh, Ahsoka at the when they first get to the planet. It's mm-hmm. uh, Ahsoka sees Mina and her son, and she's like, "They're separatists." Oh yeah, and she's like, "What did you expect?" Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and um, and so you know, and Lux brings that up of like, "You're the first Jedi I've seen." Yeah. He's probably heard stories. Yeah. She's uh, he's the first separatist she's seen. Mm-hmm. She's heard story. She's she's killed separatist leaders. Yeah, I mean you gotta think. Well, from... that's a, that sounds bad. I, I I should say she's fought against yes or and seen bad separatist leaders and she's killed droids. Yeah. So she's seen she's seen the military separatists. Yeah, um, you gotta think. You are in a war that is demonizing an entire group of people. Mm-hmm. You got. You're gonna have some kind of. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at look in modern times. You know, this is a great commentary on the aspect of what is a soldier's perspective of the reason why we're fighting. Because at the end of the day, for all intents and purposes, pa- uh, not Padme. Ahsoka is a soldier. Yeah. You know, she's a soldier with leadership, but see, she's still a soldier. Yeah. The only separatists she's seen, by her own admission are military ranking, you know, Grievous, Ventress, droids, you know, yeah. all the like. So all the, all of the separatists she's seen are militarized. And you got to think this is her only this is all she knows of the Jedi is war. Mhm. She right. came to be Anakin's um Padawan in the middle of in battle. The middle of the war. Yeah, she's not like Plo Koon. She doesn't, you know, and um Oh, it's during the Citadel arc. Yeah. Um, Plo Koon talks to Sasi Tin and says, oh, it's like the old days of the Republic. And it's Ahsoka doesn't have that. Yeah. Ahsoka doesn't know what vacation time is. Ahsoka doesn't know what not being uh, a general yeah. in the army is like. And we forget all the time, Ahsoka's a kid. Mm-hmm. She's like 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so... <laughs> It's a, it's a it's an interesting commentary I th- you know I thought about in, in the more real world aspect of like soldiers all the time and I want to speak carefully because I don't want to offend anybody that might be active duty or past service or anything yeah. like that but it tends to be that the boots on the ground have their own view of why they're fighting and think that their perspective is the way it is a lot of times. Mm-hmm. When in reality, when you go up higher in level and rank, you start to realize that there's different yeah. levels to it. There's different layers to it and whatnot. For, you know, for instance, I mean, even, it doesn't even have to be from a military standpoint. You know, managerially, you know, people stocking shelves and bagging groceries tend to think, oh, if they just did this, this would be a better company. Or if they just changed this. When in reality, if you go up... They're thinking about those things, but it's not as easy as you think. Yeah. And so it's the same. I think this is an instance of, you know, Ahsoka has her perspective of what, who separatists are based on her perspective, you know, of her experience. Yeah. 
when in reality, when you go up to the senatorial level, when you go up to Padme's level, it's not that easy. Yeah. It's not that, in, in Ahsoka's own words at the end, it's not that black and white. Yeah. You know? Um, and, you know, our next episode's even more of a commentary, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So back on Coruscant. Back on Coruscant. Um, Senators Lot Dodd, Gumisam. 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 So Lot Dodd, we know, Trade Federation. Gumsam is the actual senator of the Techno Union. So, <laughs> again, most people think uh, Wat Tambor. Yeah. Or a Wat Tambor-like uh, person. It's not. It's Gumsam. All of these people and the and the name Techno Union. It sounds like they're uh, members of a German electronica band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we are Techno Union. <laughs> I am um, Gumsam. They're the new Daft Punk. <laughs> <laughs> I am Wat Tambor. <laughs> I play as the electric even has a, he Watson Moore even has a little bit of yeah. German. I it's mean, he's. So I think he's meant to kind of be give off a German mad scientist vibe. Yeah, play as the electric triangle. It's very difficult. It's um, electrifying. <laughs> it's electric. Do, 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 do. Um, banking clan representative Nix Card and Count Dooku make up the banking regulation. Make the banking deregulation a reality. So they are actively fighting against what Padme is trying to do. Right. And and Dodd and Sam are very clear about their motives for it. They they want to secure a profit and they're willing for it they're willing to kill Padme and other senators and yes. put innocents in danger too. Yes. You know, they're they're I mean, Gumsam I think is the one that specifically says like we have to keep this war going so we can keep our profits up. Like so they have to keep them They're up. they're not they're not the kind of idyllic uh villains of thinking they're even doing the right thing. They no. know what they're doing. Exactly. Which makes it so much more frustrating. And they're using politics to get there. I think this might be the first time we've prominently seen a Moon yes. on screen. Um, someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Either way, yeah, Nick's we'll... card uh, is the representative for the um, banking clan here. And he is eight feet tall. Wowie wow. Yep. Oh, it is, because back when um, the banking clan was previously represented, it was Padme's friend who was yes. conspiring with the Geonosian uh, factory. Yes. So we heard, we've, we've seen the banking clan in action, but it hasn't been by the Mun yet. Yeah, we saw them a little bit in the 2003 series, but that was very brief. Oh yeah, they were, they were in, in the very beginning yeah. of that one. And they all had very silly voices. The banking clan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's, you know, something from being so tall your voice gets nasally or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still wondering what Plagueis sounded like and why he was so huge. Oh, I'm sure he sounded much more ominous. <laughs> I mean, even here, Nick's card, he doesn't sound... Yeah. He's not nearly as nasally. I, I think in the 2003 version... they don't have noses. Huh? They have noses. I thought they had flat faces. Um, eh, kinda. I mean, but okay. he has nostrils and such. I mean, he has a nose-esque. He has essence of nose. <laughs> <laughs> essence of nose, um, by all they. I think in the 2000, 2003 version, they were specifically going for very cowardly, you yeah. know, because they're like, you know, they're berating on Dirge, and then he's like, Dirge. what did you say? And it's yeah. like, whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready. <laughs> um, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, so, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Plagueis was much more ominous. I'm, uh, Your next cat's gonna be named Plagueis. Uh, I was trying to think of an actor for his voice. I don't know. Jeremy Irons. 
yeah, I'd accept that. <laughs> I'll allow it. I will allow it. Do it. Um, so, at Dooku's command, General Gravis engineers an attack on the central power distribution grid on Coruscant, carried out by separatist demolition droids, and a very clever plan. But in between this and that, we get Padme and Mina reach an agreement. Well, mm-hmm. and Mina yeah. brings to the Separatist Council, or the Separatist... Senate? Yeah, the Separatist Council. Okay, good. And I cannot remember the words of the speech, but it's still very nice and very poignant. Basically what Padme has been trying to get across in the Senate... Yeah. Just saying, like, look, we need to figure this out. We need to move towards peace instead of elongating this war. Yeah. Well, and the tragic thing is, the Senate Council agrees. Yeah. Or, not the Senate, the Separatist, the Separatist Council agree. They want peace just as much as the Republic. And that's probably the most frustrating layer of all these episodes is both sides want the same thing, you know, but... Yeah, it's and frustrating. Count Dooku is forced to make a speech addressing the Senate, like, "Well, my Senate wants this, and so." We're oh yeah, he move yeah he extends he extends the olive branch. He says, yeah. "You know, we'll 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 work it out." Knowing the plan. Yeah, because he's the one that's saying, "Like, don't worry, we'll 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 get it back." And the thing is, this is politics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really is. Um, yeah, so kind of like how a senator's protocol droid and astromech droid shouldn't just wander freely around the market to get bought out. You'd think there'd be some way that this could have pre- been prevented, because basically they have transforming demolition droids that turn into sweeper droids. Yeah. Uh, which, that, really clever yeah. to engineer a new kind of droid to infiltrate. But, you know, they even say, like, yeah, we didn't schedule a cleaning. That should be a red flag. That should be a, well, we didn't schedule a cleaning. Go away. Yeah. Uh, you know, it. It's one of those things where it's just like, you know, Lot Dodd even is like, there hasn't been an attack on the Republic for a thousand years. Um, (laughs) I like your impression of Lot Dodd. (laughs) That wasn't a legitimate impression, but vacuum bots literally just infiltrated. Yeah. And you know what, guys? This is a real world thing, too. If you work in an office with cleaning people, get to know them. Right. Because someone could just, like, walk in one day and be like, oh, yes, I am cleaning person. I will clean the files off your computer and steal your information. I mean... That's happened in so many movies. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, new cleaning guy? That that shouldn't be just the, no. oh. Get to know them. And first of all, supervisors, that's when it's your job to introduce new people to everyone else. Exactly. I can't tell you how many times at work we get, we get around and it's just like, oh, yeah. hi, are you new here? And it's like, why wasn't I introduced to you? Yeah. Well, um, someone who is in charge of the, the, uh, what's it called? The janitorial staff at the place where where you work, um, she makes it a point to bring people around. Well, yeah, during, 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 like, during the same time when she's doing a tour of duty. So when she's going around and saying, okay, and this is when you go to these offices and this is what you do in each office and all this other stuff. When she does, if, if, if no one's around... Yeah. I mean, as soon as the person's, you know, approved and hired, part of that first day, you know, should be, hey, let's go around and meet all the staff. Yeah. Let's introduce you. Or at least HR, please send an email. Yeah. Say, hi, <laughs> this is, you know, with, an, with yeah. a picture, 
hi, this is our new staff member uh, on, you know, our new janitor, or yeah. whatever position. And it got to the point where I was the only person who knew of a new hire because it was my job to manage their membership at the gym where we were. Exactly. So it's like, yeah. not everybody, not everybody, and oh my gosh, don't yeah. get me started on the lifeguards that revolve every freaking two weeks or something. We're getting too real, guys. Okay. Anyway. anyway <laughs> sorry. I just, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's. It's a legitimate work thing where it's like, uh, and then, and this is just one of those things where it's like, here's Captain Fox, all right? One of the coolest looking and one of my favorite aesthetically pleasing clones. Like, I love the design (laughs) of his armor. Uh, He's he's just cool. Yeah. He's also super incompetent. He's proven (laughs) that time and time again, and it's literally why he gets killed. It's literally why he gets killed. Oh, I didn't know you were Darth Vader. That's literally his excuse. Yeah. It's like, how can someone who looks so cool be so stupid? And it's this instance of, oh, and then and then it's because, look, the droids go the wrong way. He's like, you know. Uh, uh, power generators are that way. Power generators are that way. It's like. Stupid droids. Don't you, don't you, think, don't you think they should know where their power yeah. generators are? Yeah, right? In a little nerd moment, it's kind of fair that they could not know where they are because did you know uh, that the power generators are on the 5,000th level? Yikes! And that's 5,000 below surface. Could you imagine that elevator ride? Woo! Oh. It's, it's got to be really fast, What though. if a dumb droid reached out and just did that stupid kid thing where you push all of the buttons? Mm. That would be murder. <laughs> one, of the, one of the little super dro- bots is just like, mark, mark, blank, 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 blank. <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? You kind of yeah, just. That's, fun, that's why they were late. That's why. They, that's why, uh, the uh, situation led right up to the vote. Yep. They were they were on time, <laughs> but BT One decided to press all the buttons. Hey guys, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we get to the point where the Senate is about to vote on whether or not they will pursue this piece. Um, mm-hmm. Dooku is, through hologram, addressing the Senate. No, he's not there. What? Mm-mm. He's not? Oh, no. right, 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 right. That's earlier. Yeah, um, he tells them he tells them when the offer's on the table, they go to vote, and then um, after the attack... No, he doesn't even show up in this one. He shows up yeah. in the beginning of the next one. You're right. That's right. Um, it's at the beginning of... It's right before uh, Palpatine's about to say, all right, the vote's decided. We're voting on it. I don't know why I made him sound like <laughs> someone else. Eh, not too far off. Um, it's while they're taking the vote, right mm-hmm. before it's resolved, all of the power shuts off. Because in a very cool way, the the sweeper droids have murdered... All of the workers on that level. A very Terminator style yeah. way. I love. I loved cool. that. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then there's I think four. Or uh, there's uh, six. There's three You're bombs right. in total. Yeah. Um, they attach together to create a bomb. Yeah. So not o- they're triple changers. So not only yeah. do they turn into sweepers, they also turn into bombs. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things that shows this has been planned for a while. Yeah. Actually. And then the bomb goes off, and we get a very cool sweeping shot where all of Coruscant goes dark. Right. 
Except for the Senate, because they have emergency lights. Well, they, yeah, they have the, the, yeah, the emergency lights, so everything's yeah. red. I thought it would have been so cool if just, like, the pods start falling. Yeah, <laughs> but that would have been a little too much chaos. <laughs> I would have loved that, though. Um, and it's pretty much immediately decided, oh, this was a separatist attack. You know what? We're not gonna, we're not doing this peace thing. Nope. Well, it's not so much that they decide to halt the vote to investigate. Yeah. By the beginning of the next one is when they've decided. But their source is Lot Dodd. Yeah. He's the one that comes up and says, It's been proven as a separatist attack. I love your Lot Dodd impression. <laughs> Can you just voice every time we watch an episode <laughs> i'll just turn off the sound and you can read them off the subtitles i don't know about you're that you're the trade federation um so as we said earlier ahsoka has well ahsoka says the war is not nearly as black, black and white as it is made to be seen there are there are is many that a statement well yes okay <laughs> yeah and that is the end of the episode. It ends on chaos. And I was very disappointed in that. <laughs> yep, but that's what uh, that's what next episodes are for. Um, and, I mean, it kind of goes in the pacing you would expect. I mean, it, it kind of travels this trajectory that you would expect. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's... I think the most frustrating thing about this episode specifically is you clearly see... Republic wants peace, Separatist wants peace. But there's those with a little bit too much power that are shifting the conversations in just the right way so it never sounds like peace. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's it's very frustrating. But, of course, it's all according to plan, at least for now. So we'll see how that gets upset in the next episodes. But before we get to those, we're going to have a quick interruption from the banking clan. The men! The men! Hey guys, so with all the talk of Padme in this episode, we figured what better time to recommend you guys pre-order, if you haven't already, uh, Queen's Shadow. Uh, it's a book that's going to be detailing the time of Padme's transition from being a uh, queen to a senator and seeing her become the great leader and senator that she is in these episodes. And so you can check out a link in the description uh, for uh, the pre-order link over on Amazon. Um, that's for the physical copy. But of course, we also have a link in the description for um, the Audible version. Uh, it's also uh, narrated by Catherine Tabor, the voice actress of Padme in the Clone Wars. And so it'll feel even more like Padme thanks to that. So if you want to check out Audible, if you prefer your books that way and you don't already have a subscription to them, you can check out a link in our uh, description for that. Um, you get your first two books free when you sign up, and you can use one of those to pre-order Queen's Shadow. And you also, uh, each month after the free trial, you get a free book as well. So all kinds of good stuff that you can do there. And of course, there's the link for Amazon Prime. There's all kinds of Prime that you can check out that fit your lifestyle. Uh, and then there's also a link to just the general Amazon deals of the week that you can check out if you're not into anything else we talk about. Maybe something on that list will catch you. Um, always be mindful that uh, all of these links, everything here, uh, whenever you check them out, that supports the show. So uh, maybe give it a shot. Anyway, get back into it. <laughs> <laughs> 
and we're back. Welcome back to the Clone Wars. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your visit to the wonderful world of apps and Amazon. Hopefully some of those uh, tickled your fancy. Uh, remember that all that good stuff supports the show. Uh, forgot to mention in the last one, the moral for that, uh, the last episode, uh, Heroes on Both Sides, the moral for that episode was, fear is a great motivator. Mm. Uh, which is the whole point of the episode, really, is that all they needed to fight back against the talk of peace was a little bit of fear yeah. about their supposed enemy and whatnot. Uh, and the moral for this episode, uh, Season 3, Episode 11, Pursuit of Peace, is truth can strike down the specter of fear. So in the last one, we see fear come up, and in this one, we see a great retaliation from our heroes, particularly mm -hmm. Padme, uh, against that specter of fear. Yeah. <laughs> Specter of fear. Specter of fear. <laughs> a cheese fear. <laughs> um, I am afraid of cheese now. Well, yeah. It doesn't like your body, so. It hates my body. Um, yeah. My mind tells me no. My body tells me heck no. <laughs> but cheese. Yeah. Cheese is beautiful. Cheese is life. Cheese. I'm at the point in my dietary changes that cheese is kind of gross to me. It's well, that's been good so for long you. Since I've had some. Yeah, that's good for you because you don't yeah. need it. Yeah. I, on the other hand, I shall I shall order double cheese for the both of us. Yeah. If you're lactose intolerant, be careful at Disney. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cheese. Just yeah. be careful anywhere because yeah, not a lot of places respect dairy-free uh, dietary needs. Oh yeah. Um, we went to Starbucks not too long ago, and I ordered a soy latte, got a whole milk latte, and I was in the bathroom for. A few hours. Right. Because it's not really that big a deal. Yeah, you don't need soy. You're fine. To be fair, they could have also just been incompetent and just... Could have. ...put in the wrong thing. But it, yeah. But when... when Treat everything as if this person cannot yeah. have this. That's why they're asking for it. Because then you're less likely to make an oops. Yeah. So, anyway... Sorry. Back to the episode. <laughs> this isn't the specter of cheese. This is about the pursuit of peace... Kind of rhymed. Not really. It was a slant Cheese rhyme. Cheese and peace. Slant rhyme. It doesn't count. There's a snake in the booth. There's a snake in my booth. There would be no snakes in your booth. They're too stinky. Anyway. Leave my chronic foot sweat alone. <laughs> anyway, truth can strike down the specter of fear. Uh, be afraid, do it anyway. There you go. That's my personal motto. Um, so... Padme, Bail Organa, and Anaconda Far, my favorite name, um, attempt to rally the senators in opposition to a bill that would appropriate funds for millions of new clone troopers and have disastrous financial consequences for the Republic. Not only the Republic as a whole, they are already swimming in debt. Mm -hmm. The Republic citizens as well. Right, that affects, that affects the people. Yeah, here's the thing, guys. If you didn't know... War affects people who are not a part of the war as well. Mm-hmm. It affects the citizens, it affects the government, it affects everyone involved. Mm-hmm. So be careful um, if you're a government, I guess. <laughs> government? <laughs> government. Listen to me. Government. government. Put that down. Stop. Put it down. <laughs> Stop it. We don't need a wall. Um. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, we find out... Yeah. The job, it gets a lot harder for Padme 
uh, in gem in particular because we find out in this episode during a Senate hearing that Mina has been killed. Uh, she was killed by Republic forces. This is not. They can't hear your fingers. It's not a video. Here, let me. <laughs> <laughs> they can't hear it. Can you hear my? It doesn't my matter knuckles? how close you get to the here. mic. No, yeah, they hear your muckle. Your muckles. <laughs> <laughs> my muckles. <laughs> they hear your knuckles all the time. Yeah, sorry um, about that. By the way, again, um, I, I'm kind of. I was kind of frustrated. I've always been frustrated that it's just kind of been like, oh, yep, she's dead. Yeah, like a very. It's just like that. Um, because you know it's kind of the aftermath. They're all arguing of it's a separatist attack. We, you know, and Padme is trying to point out like. No, they actually want peace. This is someone trying to derail that conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's even taken so far as, you know, because she's like, I know for a fact there are separatists that would want this peace. Yeah, and, and then senators around her. Yeah, they're like, traitor? Oh, so you have separatist friends? I mean, it's like, do, yeah. do you not remember the fact that they were on the Republic too before they had a problem with it? Like, yeah. You know, it's it's one of those difficult things because you can't fully defend the Republic because of a few bad apples. You can't fully defend Separatists because of a few bad apples. You can't fully defend Jedi because of a few bad apples. Yep. And so it's difficult to make things so polarized of good guy, bad guy. Like, mm -hmm. it's not that easy. <laughs> we have um, a cat who likes to climb on things, so if you hear scratches, that's her. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, it, it like you mentioned, it's the reality of war and military spending and the fact that it that money has to come from somewhere especially as great and as costly as this kind of a war is yeah this is a very widespread war this isn't just a localized issue so there's a lot of money for troops for resources for everything that keeps the engine moving and it's got to come from somewhere yeah. and that's the big kicker for this episode is where it's coming from yeah, and Dooku formally and officially recedes the peace talks. Yes. That, you know, Padme worked so hard to finally get them to a place where they were talking about a peace talk. Well, and, and this is one of those things, you know, when, when looking at uh, Revenge of the Sith, mm -hmm. you know, we talked about it in our episode where Padme was going through a lot. She was Padme had a so lot much. going on. And then t stack on top of this, yeah. all of these other episodes where we see her fighting very fervently for things and then constantly getting defeated. Like, the fact that she continues to fight back, that can she continues to work towards these things. Yeah. It's, it, it's yeah. amazing that she doesn't just give up and let the system do what the system do. Yeah. Um, I mean, we see so many times Padme, how strong she is. As a person. Mm -hmm. And how, you know, willing she is to fight. Right. Not just, you know, well, I think, fist to fist. But, yeah. but she can take care of herself. And I think, though, there's the commentary of even strong people get to a point. Even strong people get to a point where they aren't strong enough anymore. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of what we see in Revenge of the Sith with Padme. And, you know, because I get it. It's an easy joke. She just gave up. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, she she held on to for a long time through a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then just recently, everything fell apart. So I can kind yeah. of understand all of a sudden not being able to handle it anymore. Yeah. And it's in these episodes. Like, I made... I, we talked about it um, while we were watching, but this is why I think Bale raised Leia 
to be just like Padme. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um because he saw her strength and how steadfast she was. And also, I am a subscriber to the belief that the reason Leia says, oh, I knew my mother, is because she saw Padme through Bale's memories by using yeah. the Force. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can see it that way, and, and I can also see it just because I think there's a very clear inheritance, you know, in the sense of... Yeah. I, I mean, you can't deny... Padme could never deny Leia. No. And and so I think there's I don't know if it has to do with the force or if it's just natural, but there there's a clear inheritance of that character. Yeah. You know, and, and so I think that's that's really awesome. Yeah. Um. So, and again, it's kind of glossed over with Mina, but how do you think the claims that the Republic is the cause for his mother's death will affect Lux Bonteri? For for clarification, we didn't yeah. mention his name in the last one. That's her son. Yes, his name is Lux. Which is a cool name. Sure. Like, do you think it's a, a nickname or just... No, that's his name. Lux Bonteri. Do you think he has, like, a full name? Like, Luxor? No. I'm pretty Luxo? sure not. <laughs> it's not like Meg is Megatron. No. <laughs> it's Lux. Hey. Hey, now. Don't attack me. Um, but, yeah. I think he's going to have some very important decisions to think on. Yeah, because, I mean, a big part for Ahsoka is her and him kind of having the same experience of seeing the other side for the first time. Yeah. And it seems at the end of all that, like, hey, I'm glad I got to see and meet you and all this other stuff. Yeah. You know, and now that glimmer of hope he had in the Republic because of Ahsoka and Padme, now that same Republic supposedly... Supposedly killed his mother and his father we know not we know not now his father's another instance i believe yeah. that's ac- i mean i'm i'm sure that's yeah, accurate that, yeah. but for his mother it's it's what everyone believes yeah you know so yeah, yeah. it at the end of the day like i it's a very diplomatic stance to take but i think it is all in how he holds on to what beliefs he had before yeah we'll see yeah. Did we see? We'll see. No. Okay, we're gonna come back to that. Hold on. Um, so, their opposition to the measure, however, makes them targets for in- intimidation and attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, a reality. Yeah. Happens. By hired guns, hired by... Do you hear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, very, like... Uh, they're not real bright. <laughs> no, they're effective, though. Yeah. Also, I mean, to be fair, they all they have to do is beat up senators. Yeah. Very fish-themed, too. Yes, they're both amphibious. Uh, uh, Chada Hyoki? Mm-hmm. And Robo... Ro, Robonino? Robobabino. Robo... <laughs> no. <laughs> Robonino. That's uh, so Robo- funny. He's he's the one from yeah yeah that one I remember <laughs> from the uh uh the uh the... what was it? what was it called Senate captured I don't know Senate uh, ho- uh hostage crisis right goodness gracious Sen- we the next episode we're talking about is Senate murders and to be honest I get Senate murders and hostage crisis mixed up because I don't know Senate yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah yes so Robonino. Um, also, I didn't mention, we see a, a representative of Kamino. 
Very old, mm-hmm. very yeah, crotchety. Yeah, uh, Hale, what's her name? Because her name is very similar to uh, Bertone's. It is somewhere in my notes. It is Hale, Hale Bertoni. So it's Lux Bonteri and Hale Bertoni. So Hale Bertoni is the Kaminoan representative. Gotcha. She's the one really pushing for them to spend money because obviously she gets the money. Yeah, and she is unlike any Kaminoan that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. First of all, she's very old mm-hmm. and very bent over. Mm-hmm. Um, but also. Uh, kind of a contradiction to the Kaminoan that we see in Attack of the Clones. Lama Sue. Lama Sue. She's precious. Um, mm-hmm. That's not... Oh, yeah. uh, Lama Sue is the... I, I don't know what his official title. He's the Oh, oh right, guy. right, right. What's the uh, name called? Because Boba says it. Ton Wee's here. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I had to do the line. <laughs> <laughs> You freaking big nerd. I love you so much. I couldn't, I, I, uh, without its context, I couldn't do it. <laughs> big nerd en- energy. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, we see Tanwi and Lamasu, and they're both very, you know, they're nice. They're sweet. They're, well, in a way, they seem that way. They're, they seem very elegant and eloquent. Mm-hmm. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> no, I, I was, I, I agree. They're, they're, the Kaminoans are meant to give off this vibe of higher yes. quality. Yes. Meanwhile, uh, we've got what's her face? Hale. Hale. Just say just just keep the first name because the last name <laughs> is just too too difficult. Uh, yeah, she's very, she, uh, you know, she's probably very marinated in the Senate culture because yeah. she she's got that vibe of like, you know, well yeah. in the next episode she she's threatening. Yes. We got Hale and high heels. Um, what? You've never heard that figure of speech, no. so that joke oh. did not land. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. You're not talking about hail. <laughs> I was saying a bad <laughs> word, but not. Um, anyway. anyway. So, Chot Hyoki and Robovino. Yeah, Robovino. Robo and Bino. I know that's not the way to say it. That's how I say it, though. Sorry. Rob, um, they assault almost 20 senators, including Anaconda Far, Uncle Oh No. How'd uh, they get him? He's so far away. Anaconda near, Anaconda far, oh, Anaconda made wherever laugh. you are. <laughs> oh goodness, oh, I made no. myself laugh. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dooku orders them to take things a step further with Padme, who is still meeting with the other senators to change their minds. Uh, we get uh, Padme is on a walk with Bale, I guess. No, it's a uh, it's Anaconda. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Bale's preparing the speech. Right. Um, so Padme asks him to speak before the Senate. Yes. He's going and writing that. Uh, and Anaconda and um, Padme go to visit Christo, who is a Quarren senator. Right. Squidmouth, yes. And um, they work really hard to make the audience accept that Bale is a very highly respected Senator, because, you know, Padme's the one, like, you're the greatest orator, you should do this. And then when Christo's talking to them, he's like, you know, what does Bale think about this? I'll hear what he has to say. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where they leave, uh, and they go their separate ways, which, stupid idea. Right. Um. um yeah. Yeah, that whole thing. And, and that's when um, the thugs attack her. 
Yeah. At first, they take out her driver. Yes. And then, on her way back to the car, she is jumped, um, and runs to grab a speeder bike. From, Steals it. Yeah, from a Twi'lek and her and their boo, I guess. Mm-hmm. His boo. His boo. It was a male. Yes, it was. Um, wearing very cool goggles. Mm-hmm. I noticed that. Well, as you should if you're going to be. Bike, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't. It, what was it? Oh, we were doing. It was Drawfee. Yeah. We were watching that and they were talking about Dragon Ball Z. How, like, nobody really brings up the fact that their eyes should just yes. be in a lot of pain if from flying. If you've never watched Drawfee, they do a fantastic episode on drawing the trains from Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> Their episodes in general are just fun. Oh my gosh, yeah. And, oh, it was beautiful. If you want to see an eldritch monstrosity coming out of a kid car. <laughs> oh boy. A, a cozy caravan, whatever it's called. I don't remember. Um, I lost my place. Yeah, she steals a speeder bike and leads them on a very cool chase. Like, t- very cool. Mm-hmm. She can take care of herself. And I love that. Um, so yeah, but the thugs and Padme escape because of a silly, well, One of the thugs, the thugs do, yeah, yeah, she gets stuck. She gets stopped by, uh, a very silly police droids. The police droids are not very good. Well, they're droids. Yeah. Um, but the thugs are caught the next, next time because they assault Bail Organa, who also puts up a fight. Yeah. He yeah. puts up a good fight and and tries to escape, but ends yeah. up crashing a speeder. Really, they didn't do anything. He crashed a speeder. Yeah, do yourself a favor and do some research into Alderaan culture. Because, boy howdy. <laughs> they are pretty much all pretty cool. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Hmm? Um, what else? But yeah, uh, Bale is assaulted and is unable to speak on the day of the vote. Oh yeah, get it. Padme, Padme, you, you have to, you know, it's just, it's so dramatic. It's so dramatic. It's so, oh, it's so over the top. Anyway, um, but, uh, so Chattahoochee, uh, he is a cell calf. That river. Uh, he is a cell calf. Uh, it's an aquatic species from KOTOR, uh, and his armor has misting vents to keep him moist out of water. Ew. Yeah. Um, Moisturize he's me. pretty funny. I, I kind of like, I kind of like, uh, his character model and everything. He's he's got a little. He's a cool little design. You didn't hear my very funny joke. No, I didn't. I was trying Chattahoo- to. I was trying to. Chattahoochee. Oh, I've swam in that river. Oh. It gets hotter than a hoochie. I wonder. Oh my gosh. I wonder if that's the inspiration <laughs> for his name. Oh lord. Uh, to be fair, guys, she's talking about the Chattahoochee. To right? be fair, I am very southern. <laughs> um. So you mentioned the speeder bike, though, uh, the, the chase scene and whatnot. So the episode is directed by Jane, Dwayne Durham, who actually introduced that to give it a little bit more energy, hmm. uh, since it was bogged down by a lot of politics. Yeah. Uh, and it was just the right amount. Yeah. The cool thing is, is that Dwayne uh, has been a longtime friend and colleague of George and famously wore the white prototype, uh, prototype, Prototype Boba Fett armor in its debut screen test. So if you ever look up a video of White Boba Fett uh, and see, you know, the screen test of it, that it that's Dwayne Durham. Yeah. Uh, the guy interviewing him is actually Ben Burt as well. Hmm. So there you go. Cool. Um. So Padme is conflicted because she has been told Bale 
is unable to speak, and therefore she must. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of struggles with, like, I am not as good of a speaker as Bill. That is a lie. That is very much a lie. She is an incredible speaker, I as think, we will see. I do appreciate them trying to give voice to Bale a little bit. Yeah. It would have been nice if he'd been able to do it, but at the same time, it's Padme. Padme has to shine. Yeah. And um, we see her dealing with this, and her handmaiden, I guess. Mm-hmm. Her a her handmaiden, aid. whatever. Her handmaiden. Not, not in the same instance of, like, when she was queen. Yeah. Her Gatorade. Um, that was the dumbest joke I've ever made. I've made others. But, uh, Tekla is her name. Also very cool. Kind of says to Padme, you, you're not giving yourself enough credit. You, you're much better than a lot of senators are. Mm-hmm. Because you care for the people. Mm-hmm. And that kind of sparks something in Padme, like, hey, Tekla. Well, yeah, well, it was before that. The night yeah. before they had talked. Right. Uh, yeah. And whatnot, but, and, and that's where Tekla kind of gets the motivation, gives her the yeah. motivation from. It's like, not many senators would have done what you did. Yeah, and, you know, Padme asks Tekla, how is your family doing? Which, very important <laughs> for people to know how people being affected by this war are doing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, you know, that's the reality of it is, you know, yeah. we learn, like, they can, the kids can only shower every other day or every other yeah. week or something like I mean, it's yeah. like... There's no power in their district. Right. So the kids have to, they can't study. They can't work from, work on things from home. Like, like, yeah. I mean, it shows, this is, this is what we're working with yeah. to fund what we're already doing and you want to take more money. Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah. Who else is going to suffer? And she brings that to the Senate. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, that's basically her whole speech. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Very, Very beautiful. I, I definitely suggest if you want to know more, because you should want to hear this speech, look it up on YouTube, or just watch the episode, because it's a really good episode. Um, yeah. So, she basically bears it all to the Senate and is like, hey... We need to think a little bit more about this. Yep. Yeah. And it's all, I mean, it ends on a kind of positive note. It's a good place to end it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And is on a little bit of victory. Yeah. And, you know, it it, it ends with rupturous applause, which is very nice. Mm-hmm. Well, well I mean, and, it, and it shows that peace goes somewhere. Um, but, of course, we have one more episode talked about, so we're going to see how that plays out. Yeah. But um, one cool thing, Tekla, Tekla Mino. Um, has a kind of cool story for her creation. Apparently, Nathan Hamill, son of Mark Hamill... Really? Uh, ...starred in The Phantom Menace as an extra uh, on Naboo named Rethel Minow. And in Attack of the Clones, there is a handmaiden at the lake house named Tekla. Uh, I don't know if that's in the deleted scene or if that's actually in there. Yeah. Um, the deleted but, scenes are really good when they're at Naboo. Yeah, it introduces Padme's family and everything. Which we do not um, get. So since she didn't have a last name, they connected the two to create a, a bit of history for her character with Padme, which I thought was really nice. It's a nice way of being able to, next time you watch Attack of the Clones, be like, hey, that's Tekla. Mm-hmm. And it shows the longevity of her service. So it gives a bit of genuine 
uh, relationship to Padme being like, hey, how's your family? She's not asking to have ammunition for her speech, because she doesn't even know she's speaking. Yeah. She's like, wait a minute, I'm getting distracted. This is what it's about. Tekla, tell me how your family's doing. Yeah. You know, and and so, uh, yeah, it's it, it gets to feel more genuine. I felt better learning that about Tekla's character, because... It, it really reinforced, okay, so they have a relationship. This isn't Padme all of a sudden trying to get to know her handmaiden and using it. Yeah. Because it can seem like that yeah. in, in one way. But in reality, they're friends, and Padme realized she'd gotten a little busy with work and, yeah. you know, wanted to get back to that, so. Yeah. I mean, there's that old adage of, you know, you. I guess, I don't remember it, you can tell a lot about a CEO, how they talk to the janitor or something like that? Yeah, uh, yeah. M- m- you know, it's the sentiment of, depending on how you treat your lowest person tells me a lot about you. Yes. You know, because it's a, it's an idea of, do you treat your lowest person as well as you treat your highest person? Yeah. And I'm not saying they're low because they're a janitor. I just mean, in terms of salary and place in the, in, in you know, positional charts, yeah. you know, they're on the bottom, but does that mean you treat them differently for that? Yeah, do you spend uh, your days talking to other CEOs, or do you know your staff? Yeah, do you know the guy that changes your the your, changes your trash can in your office? Yeah. I mean, and you might not even have an office, but you know what I... You know, the, the sentiment's the same of, you know, do you treat people differently based on what, they, uh, what their status is a little bit? Yeah, and that's something that bugs me sometimes, because we work in an office environment. The, the attitude of, oh, it's fine. Someone else will deal with it. Mm-hmm. That yeah. bugs me. I mean, and it. and it's one of those things where it's like that's it's a general characteristic of. Yeah. You know, in general, you lack a consideration for others. Yeah. Because yeah. someone else should be able to do it. Someone else will take care of it. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So. And. It, yeah. It's an it's an important quality of Padme to see that consideration and conceive to see that compassion and whatnot, um, because that's what people in her position should be doing. They represent people, and they should know the people they represent. Um, yeah. Not for political ammunition, but for the simple fact that how are you going to represent people you don't know? Exactly. You know, how are you going to help people you don't know what their struggles are, their problems are, and so forth. So it's important. Um, it's also important the other way around. We should know who our representatives are. Mm-hmm. We should we should and be able to... like accountable. Right. We should be able to have a channel of, like, do you know who speaks for you? Yeah. In Senate, do you know who speaks for you on a state level? Who know who do you know who speaks? Who's your mayor? You know, not necessarily you go to lunch all the time, but do you know their name? Do you mm-hmm. know what they're about? And if they're not about what's affecting you, what are you doing to voice that to them? Yeah. Because that's what they're. You are their job. Yeah. Do you know how your senator voted? Right. Do you know how your governor we, is voting? We need to pay attention to these politics. Yeah. We need to. As much as they need to pay attention to people, we people need to pay attention to politics. Yes. So, and we cannot let a local government forget you represent the people, right? Not yourself. Mm-hmm. There you go. Absolutely. Anyway. Well, and and that's but that's the beauty of these episodes, bringing this very real political commentary. You know. Yeah. Uh, the struggle for finances, for proper things like education and healthcare and all this stuff. Things Padme mentions that are important are the same things that our nation and our world in general are struggling to get for people, and they should be very basic provided things. Yeah. And 
it's because the money's going somewhere else. It may not be to war. It may not be to, you know, military effort. But it's going somewhere else, and yeah. and that should be a problem. I mean, you can see it just by making the statement, "Hey, healthcare is a right, not a privilege." Mm-hmm. That's controversial, apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I was talking to to uh, um, someone the other day about the cost of living for a senior citizen in our area mm -hmm. and how outrageous it is. It is incredibly outrageous. And in order to get that, you have to pay an insurance company that'll help you. And it almost, as much as the insurance takes off, it almost takes, you almost have to still pay that much in order to pay the insurance. And it's just like, it's a struggle because that person is beyond working age. No one will hire her. And it's that struggle of, what am I going to do? You know, are, it, 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 these are real needs and concerns, and and the idea of being able to provide for these people is at stake with other things. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what Padme's standing against, of saying, like, people are affected by this, and we're not just talking about soldiers. And and that's another thing is, you know, I mean, we get a very clear feeling from Christo. You know, he's like, what, the clone trooper lives? They don't matter. They're doing what they're told. Yep. You know, and it's like, it's one of those things where it's like coming, overcoming even the stigma of saying, you know, we should be more mindful with the lives we're losing in this war. What, clone troopers? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yes, clone troopers. We should be mindful of how many people are dying for this war, and you want more. Yeah. And so, uh, it, it, there's a great commentary from these kinds of episodes that can be learned from and can be apply to today and be inspiring to today in the aspect of, you know, what are you going to do to make sure that we don't end up in the Republic? Yeah. You know, what are you going to do to ensure that we don't look like that? Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, that should be our goals. Don't turn into the Empire. <laughs> don't be you know? born free ta. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> He's the person who the Meatball song is about. Meatball song. On top of spaghetti, all covered with cheese. Who sing? What is that? Okay, we're gonna have to come back to this because I can't sing you the whole song right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, so we've got to get on to season two, episode fifteen. So it's a little bit of a rewind to Senate murders. Murder. So searching for the truth is easy. Accepting the truth is hard. Is our moral, and it is very true. Uh, I don't think we have in society a lack of knowledge of truth. I think we have a more more of a rejection of truth yeah. or an inability to accept truth. You know, I talk to a group of people all the time where their biggest struggle is not that they don't acknowledge what's true, it's that they don't accept what's true. And if you don't accept what's true, oftentimes that means a lack of change. You know, if you yeah. don't accept the truth of what's not working, you're not going to fix it. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, though in yeah. this episode, it's more about accepting the truth of it's some, it's who you least expect. Yeah. Although you suspect them pretty easily. You did at least. Yeah. I, I called it pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Also, the time jump in this is very disconcerting. Why? Because Anaconda Far dies. Mm-hmm. In season two, episode fifteen. Oh yeah. He is I also in season three. <laughs> right. Well, but that happened before this episode. Exactly. Right. So if you're watching this like in order of release, you just accept it. You're gonna be very confused. 
Yeah, you just kind of accept it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we jump back to season two to see a little bit of an outcome of these last couple of episodes. Padme, Bale, Mothma, Anaconda, <laughs> his name still cracks me up, and his aide, Lolo, who is also Rodian. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. What would she be? I don't know, ferret? <laughs> uh... They celebrate what could be a victory in bringing down the big spending of the Republic. <sighs> but when Senator Anaconda Farr dies under suspicious circumstances and the local inspector appears incompetent, Padme sets out to find the person who poisoned her mentor. Yeah, so this is a return of fan favorite, but not really, uh, <laughs> Tan Devo. I hate that guy. Apparently, uh, <laughs> the... The crew really liked him, and that's a big part of why he returned a little bit. Yeah. He's he's funny. He's all right. Um, and he showed up briefly in the episode where uh, Papa Noida's children were kidnapped, but here yeah. he has a much larger role, uh, and he's again voiced by Tom Kinney. Yeah. And he does a good job of capturing that kind of old-school gumshoe, kind of uh, by-the-book copper. Yeah. Here's the thing. Seeing him for the first time, I thought that he was an alien species. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. He's just He's, weird looking. <laughs> yeah. He just looks like, uh, what's this, Lon Chaney and Hitler had a baby. That's a statement. That's a statement. <laughs> he definitely looks weird. Yeah. Well, Lon Chaney and, I don't know, someone else weird looking had a baby. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think he's as... Uh, the implication being he's kind of like Hitler. I don't think he's like Hitler. He's short and his hair goes to the side. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's... That's a statement right wow. there. Wow. I'm this, sorry. Is this short, slightly to the uh, far left-haired person, Hitler? <laughs> that's a long-winded meme right there. Look, uh, I've seen longer. <laughs> I should clarify that Nerd Herder does not be believe short people with a part to the left hair uh, are Hitler. So Now that I think of it, my Sorry, parts... Jim. My part's on the left side. No, wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, it's not. It's on the right side. Anyway. I forgot about yep. hair. Um, so, yeah. We see Tundivu. Oh, uh, I, I was going to mention. Um, so, uh, yeah, Smugglers... Not Smugglers Guide. Smugglers. Scum and Villainy. Yes. Scum and Villainy is uh, a reference book to Scum and Villainy, um, but it's from the perspective of being case files, and it's actually uh, case files from Tandivo his daughter, and his grandson. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's an interesting uh, little way to bring him back. And if you want to see a more natural look of Tandivo, uh, they do a good uh, portrait of him in Scum yeah. and Villainy. He looks like his first name is Tan. Is it Dan? Tan. Oh, it is Tan. Yeah. I've been saying Tam Devo. Tam? Tam, yeah. Oh. Like Tim Tam. <laughs> Tim Tam, Timity Tam Tam Tam. Have you ever done a Tim Tam Slam? No. Where you bite off the ends of both sides of a Tim Tam and then drink milk through it. What? It is so tasty. Oh my gosh. And then Heathen. you eat the cookie. Oh. Just eat, just eat Tim Tams like a normal it's person. It's really good with coffee. Oh, I love Tim Tams. Anyway. So, yeah. They start following a trail of clues left by the attacker. Um, and Padme and Bale much to the disappointment of Tan. I will say, I was, I don't know why I kept saying Tam. I don't uh, either. I will say that him, he's got some sass. He does. Like, he, like, 
you know, because when he catches Padme and Bale, this is after part of your your what you were gonna say, but like when he comes up, you know, he's like, I can only assume you didn't hear me. Like, yeah. it's just it's one of those things where it's like, I would say that. Yeah. Like I would, because he kind of rips in a little bit, and he's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, uh, but, but to be fair, if they hadn't, they wouldn't have figured out who it was because Tam followed the clues too and fell for the trap. So, anyway, but I ju- <laughs> I just wanted to mention he he's got some good lines. Yeah. Um. So they delve into the dangerous world of backstabbing, lies, lies, deception, um, uh, secrets. Controlled by the powerful senators Medici and Halle Berry. Uh, Hale Bertoni. I know. Um, I just, I... Medici is the one that sounds like Count, uh, Count Dracula. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Except much deeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for some reason he had a very Transylvanian... Tell me about the Dracula boy. Oh, so, uh, other than sounding like uh, Dracula, uh, and... Gosh, every time I see Count, I want to say Dooku, especially since it starts with a D. Yeah. So I have to be careful. Uh, so other than st- sounding like Dracula and contouring his sharp cheeks, Ooh. do you, you know... Oh, what is it? I will not have nostrils. Oh, it's like... I'm not too poor to contour. I had to think of it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're talking about I Sailor J, by the way. Anyway, uh, I thought of her when... Uh, when seeing that, because I forgot just how much contour he has. Uh, he is a senator of Umbara, uh, and they are a race of technologically superior people. They have some fancy tech, uh, is basically their whole thing. Uh, and with the death of Dichi, that actually jumpstarts one of the most costly battles in the Clone Wars hey. that we will get to in a few weeks. That's a spoiler. It's not a, that, that part's not a spoiler. But the, I'm clarifying that the there's... The death sh- is a spoiler. I didn't, I wasn't there yet. Well, anyway, he dies. <laughs> uh, so he dies, and that kind of creates some issues that we see explode in a few weeks uh, on the Clone Wars rewatch. Can't wait. So here's the thing. The herd is not allowed to talk about Umbara because, again, herd mom's not there yet. Yet again, Umbara sounds like a rival band to talk about. Well, so, some people say, I say Umbara because it, it, it's a very hard... It has that extra A, but some people say Umbra. Go to my Umbra. But, um, but yeah, so people are not allowed to talk about that. But it's one of the biggest and just most frustrating uh, battles of the Clone Wars. So Can't if, wait. Because the, the thing is, most people gloss over the fact of why that later conflict happens. A big part of it is because of this. Hmm. The Separatists use that to an advantage and jumpstart a really big, bad battle. Although the Separatists aren't the true enemy of the Battle of Umbara, so... Yeah. Um, so, they follow the clues to a... Ma- port? Yeah. I guess. What? Yeah. 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 Kind of like a ship port, mm-hmm. where there's all these big metal thingies. What are they called? Tanks? Tankers? Yes. Metal tankers yeah. all around them. Because they found out from... Uh, Hale. Hale. Not, no, not from Hale. They went to meet Medici and Hale. Yeah. And, and they say, oh, well, he had this meeting. Yeah. Maybe get, that says something. We get a small little fake out when uh, Hale is poured a drink from a droid and takes a sip. It, they... 
they take a moment to really focus on the bottle mm-hmm. for a minute. I don't, oh, well, that's in the yeah. beginning, though. That's when they're, when they're celebrating. No, it happens again. Oh. Um, yeah, in the office. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. I missed that part, apparently. Because I am overanalyzing. Okay. There you go. Sure. Anyway, so <laughs> they, get, they get the salt treatment from me and Hale. Um, and they head to the port. And they almost get a tanker dropped on them mm-hmm. by someone with weird fingers, which I noticed, because they didn't do a good job of hiding that. Well, there's not really a way to hide it. It's true. Um, I mean, put on gloves. I, I don't even know. <laughs> Can they fit gloves on their hands? I don't know. I do not know. Um, so, yeah. They escape, and then uh, they get tammed up. Tanned. Um, Padme's search forces her to risk her career and ideals, but the true identity of the sash, the assassin, the assassin, assassin is even more destructive than right, she did. It's <laughs> more destructive than she could imagine. Um, it is none other than Anaconda's aide, Lolo. Yes, it is the Lolo. It is Lolo, which again I called pretty quickly. And it's such. A specific way that she killed him. Well, it's just, it is, but all the all the things add up, except she didn't think about it should poison rodents. I mean, because that's the thing yeah. is, it poisons rodents. She should know that, and shouldn't she be dead as well if that's the case? Exactly. And that's what gives her away. Yep. And she has this whole thing about how she should have pretended to drink. Um, yeah, I mean, she at least admits her faults. Be like, be like Lolo. Admit your faults. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Padme punches her in the face, and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, she so she's apprehended and everything. Um, but uh, the last episode brought up how often or not, rather, these senators really spend time with the people that they claim to represent. Uh, and here it's kind of the effects from that, because Lolo... Uh, deciding to kill her boss and friend is because of him involving the people in the war, you know? Yeah. Lolo's from the perspective of, we're affected and involved in this because you choose to be. If you would just stop getting involved, it'd all be better. Yeah. So it's this. It's a similar idea of, I mean, I think the only way this could have been prevented is with Anaconda being, you know, more honest about his, yeah. you know, like, he admits several times, hey, I made a mistake. Well, and, and that's why he's throwing himself at this work, is he's trying to make up for it. He's trying mm-hmm. to get this war ended uh, and get peace uh, uh, for the Republic. Yeah. Unfortunately, the episode ends with us seeing that that is not the case. And after yeah. all of this, um, of course, there's not going to be peace talks. We know episode three's coming. We know what, what goes on. But, yeah. you know, so much work and so much progress towards peace to be thrown away yeah. um and and really i think anaconda's death even has a part to play in that in, in affecting people's decision making yeah um, also the uh the little gun the blaster that uh lolo pulls out it looks an awful lot like the disruptor that padme carries with her or no yeah padme no satine in one episode could be a similar mo- uh it could be the same model i could don't know be. That's a very small thing to latch on to. 
But yeah, I noticed it. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed these episodes as much as we did. Um, I mean, clearly lots to talk about from these episodes and yeah. lots to think about, too, about what it means for the real world a little bit and, and whatnot. So, yeah. But, yeah, let us know what you liked about these episodes, if you had a particular favorite or uh, if you didn't. Either way, we'd love to hear from you. You can let us know on Twitter and Facebook. You can also like and follow us there if you haven't already to keep up to date when we post episodes and when we share awesome memes. Um, you can also check out our YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe to that. There's not much there yet, but we do have one, and videos are coming. They are on the way. Um, thank you to Rebecca on Patreon for being a part of making this show happen um, through your support. Uh, you can be like Rebecca and check out our Patreon and see how you can uh, give to the show, uh, because next Saturday we're doing a Patreon-exclusive episode. We just did one on Revenge of the Sith. Next Saturday we'll be posting one all about Solo. Yay! So if you want some extra Nerd Herder goodness and if you want to support the show and get rewarded for it, all that yeah. in one beautiful package, it's all over on Patreon yeah. if you want to find out more about that. Can all of my ten things be Kira? No. Oh. Uh... Anyway, so um, we did want to mention that, yes, we have kind of extended uh, and added in another ad to our banking clan, if you've noticed. Um, normally we have uh, one ad, and then we have our Amazon segment. Now we have our one ad, our Amazon segment, and then another ad. We ask that you just kind of be patient with us, because uh, the way these ads work is that just by listening, we get support. It's a very little support, but it's still support. Um, we get some sense for that, uh, and every little bit helps towards supporting the show. So if you're not able to do uh, much more, even just listening to the ads goes a long way, and we appreciate your patience in it. And again, maybe something will come up that you'll like, and, and you can head over to Amazon for and all that good stuff. The fact is, though, if you don't like ads, uh, the best way to help us get rid of those is to support us on Patreon. If we had just $50 a month, we could eliminate almost all of those ads and support the show um, for its current quality and begin to uh, explore options of expanding even further. And so, uh, yeah, it's just some things to think about. And, and, and like I said, if you can't give, that's cool. Just be patient with the ads then. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, other than that... We will be back after the weekend. We will be uh, back on Monday with our Nerd Herder goodness. But until then, we hope you have a good weekend. Guys, stay scruffy, and may the Force be with you.